we begin again. Good afternoon. Welcome. I hope you're having a good day. I am joined today by my co-host. Hello there. Welcome. Welcome to Hypercast. Coffee? Great. Nothing better than the smell of old rotten coffee in your cup. It's great. Mm. I do feel like I am inappropriately addressed for this occasion. You're fine. Great. Don't worry about it. We drink again. Would you like a coaster? <sighs> My favorite kind. How are you all doing today? Today, we're going to be celebrating 30 years of Twin Peaks, a show that I love. A show that no one else in this house has even watched. But I am subjecting them to this. They're trapped here with me. We'll be making food. Some damn fine pie upstairs. We'll be watching on this 30th anniversary of the show's release. Not the show, but Twin Peaks Fire Walk With Me with Cameron Rice. That should be a hoot and a holler. And I didn't put it on the schedule, but after that I'll be watching the pilot with everyone because I have the 4K copy and I haven't watched the 4K copy yet. Way to be very extra. I have with me my Twin Peaks from Z to A. Certificate of... That word... Do you, do you know what that word is? I would like to hear you read it, driver. It's authenticity backwards. Mm, there you go. You're in the red room. This is what it feels like to be on Colock 1991. You're in the red room. But we have a show to do today. How's that cup of joe? It's good. We are joined today by a friend. A friend who's appeared on the newest season of Twin Peaks. A friend who's appeared on this channel as well. Hello, Lisa. Hi. <laughs> How are you today? So good. Enjoying the sunshine, drinking some damn fine coffee. I saw a dog in the reflection of the window behind you. Yes, that's my dog, Kita. She is a Sheba. Hmm. We too have a Sheba. <sighs> Sheba love. <laughs> Indeed. Everyone says hello 
Lisa? Hi, guys. I definitely should have washed this cup out before I put other You most likely in. should. How long's that cup been sitting there? Two days. It's fine. <laughs> It'll make me feel real good later. Mm. And for those that are watching this later on YouTube, you're welcome. <laughs> I'm as equally confused as you are. It's fine. So, Lisa, how's life treating you up in Seattle? You know, life's like everywhere else. Just trying to stay sane, doing lots of yard work, and drinking lots of wine, and, and streaming. So, like you do. For those that don't know, Twin Peaks, the fictional town, is based just outside of Seattle. Is it Fall City? Uh, North Bend. North Bend. Uh, maybe partly into Fall City and Snoqualmie. Snoqualmie, especially the hotel. Mm-hmm. The very nice hotel. I visited there. Did you like while it? While living in Seattle, I did. Me it was too. nice to see all of the sights that I recognized. But you're in the most recent season of Twin Peaks. Yeah. Episode six, to be precise. Yes. Where did that shoot? That shot in North Bend, uh, in the, in front of a school. And I guess it was a location in Firewalk with me, maybe? Um, same location, so a lot of people noticed that it was the same intersection that uh, stuff had happened in another in another part of the Twin Peaks world. I'll see if I can spot it tonight. Yeah. So your scene in episode six of Twin Peaks The Return is quite memorable. If yes. not extremely sad. Yes. Was that the only appearance in the show? And what was it like to appear and have to perform one of the saddest scenes all season. Uh, yes, that is my only, only uh, couple of scenes. Um, and it was exciting. Uh, I think any actor wants something of substance and that definitely <laughs> had some stuff and it mainly was running on instinct and, um, you know, show there wasn't a ton of lines it was mostly reaction and scream and so the nerves were kind of gone I didn't have to worry about lines just being authentic so um but it was sad it was hard it was sad to see the impact it had on the other people the extras and some of the crew <laughs> we were all sad together right <laughs> what was that like becoming a part of the mythos a part of the journey of Twin Peaks. Were you a fan before? Um, I knew about Twin Peaks. My husband's family had um, super watched it. I was a huge Dune fan, so I Interesting. Loved... Let's dive into that. <laughs> David Lynch. <laughs> because of Dune, so it's... Um, I, I... But as far as the Twin Peaks, like universe and the family and the fans I didn't realize the magnitude of it so getting to be able to jump into the family is maybe the best part of all of it it's just they're the coolest people um and I get to geek out with them you know I still can't believe I did what I did so 
It's fun. Have you gotten a chance to see the entire new season? Uh, I have watched half of the season, and I'm going to be watching the second half uh, in the ne next couple weeks, actually. I'm going to sit down. Actually, I'm going to start from the beginning and watch it with my husband. We're going to watch the whole the whole return. I liked it better on the third time through. Really? Yes. Three times? Indeed. Wow. It's good. It is good. It's it's bizarre and amazing. Tedious, if not purposefully so. <laughs> it's like a dream. Indeed. Uh. I think episode eight's my favorite. Yeah, everybody loves episode eight. That too came in 4K in this box set. Ooh. What else is in the box set? Does it have um everything? Behind the scenes and a little interviews. Not much. Oh, okay. Only a little. Primarily seasons one, two, Fire Walk with Me, and the 4K copy of the pilot and episode eight, which I found interesting that they wouldn't just release the entire new season in 4K. It has one episode in 4K. Only one. Wow. I think you should send it back and ask for a new one. <laughs> Just ask for the whole thing in 4K. The whole thing. Mm -hmm. I'm sure they'll listen to me. <laughs> with this voice, I'd be terrified. What was it like working with David Lynch? You said you were a fan before you were cast. Mm -hmm. Were you nervous? Yeah. Yes. Um, I didn't... Everything was so hushed and secretive and... I didn't know a lot. Like I just got my scenes. I didn't even know who my scene partner was until the day before. I didn't know that it was going to be um, Harry Dean Stanton. So uh, when I arrived on set, I was waiting at the park when we shot the park scene. And uh, 30 minutes later, along comes David in a, in a golf cart. And he got up and immediately came over and was so warm and welcoming and just referred to me as his mom. My mom! And um, after that, I wasn't nervous at all. I just really wanted to create good art with him that he would be proud of, so. That's so very clearly a Sheba beneath you. Dude, she does not stop ever. <laughs> I understand. Yes. <laughs> so did they allow you different takes? Was it hard to perform multiple takes of such an emotional scene? Um, yes, I got a few takes. The longest part was where I was holding Hunter and crying and looking at Harry Dean. We had to do that. That was most of the takes. Um, and that one was a little hard because it was a, just a continuity issue of staying in the same like emotional zone, crying zone. Um, but uh, other than that, no, I mean, I'm kind of a perfectionist. Oh, sorry. Shh. You go downstairs. Sounds very familiar. It does, doesn't Kita. it? No. <laughs> She's like, been so quiet all it's like day. Being at home. <laughs> You're ignoring um, her, that's the problem. She the neighbor's out, so she's freaking out like on guard duty. No, Kita, no, I'm gonna put you inside. No. Um uh what was the question? I can't remember. What was the question? <laughs> that is the question. <laughs> uh yeah. <laughs> uh, it was great. I, no nerves. Uh, yes, it was hard emotionally at the end, but um, 
oh, I w I'm a perfectionist, so I don't mind multiple takes, especially if somebody's giving me a, a different direction to do it. I, I like that. Um, I like trying different ways to do, do things. So. And for a little behind the scenes understanding, what was that process like from actor with director? When giving you multiple takes and notes on those takes in different directions, what is that process like? Um, well, with him, I didn't get a ton of direction, except for in the, the, the beginning scene where we're running and playing the game, there was specific direction for that. But he really just let me go at it. Um, it wasn't hard for me to connect. I mean, I have kids, so it's like every parent's worst nightmare. So I just let myself go there. So most of his stuff was just encouragement, which was really nice. So I knew that I was doing the right like on the right track. Um, but in other projects, not usually in TV, it's it's too fast for TV to get tons of direction. But in, you know, movies, uh, I'll tell the director, I'm like, give me the craziest thing and I'll run with it. Even if it's just to like get you out of the rut of doing the same thing, even if it's a wrong direction, sometimes just breaking through is, is really fun. And then you find like different layers, different things to the character you didn't realize before. Um, so I like it. I'm an actor that's like, give me direction. I like it. Understandable. Adam, mm -hmm. you're here too. I am here. Do you have any questions for our guest? I'm terrified to ask you anything. Because I feel like the driver is going to judge every question that I ask. I'm not judging you. Oh, ask away. With that look. No, please ask questions. Okay. First question, without fully knowing the whole context of what the show would eventually become, how challenging is that compared to doing a movie, for example, where or something that is one self-contained story? He's giving me another card. God damn it. This is going to be me at the end of this quarantine. Is that Al Strobel? He's amazing. I got to meet him. I love him. It is. He lives uh, in... The Northwest, so. Your question, great. Adam? Oh, yeah. Sorry. So for context, <laughs> obviously you know you're walking into something that is going to be potentially really wild. Right. How hard is, when you're trying to kind of figure out what the character is, how hard is it with the limited amount of context you have as opposed to, let's say, a movie or, you know, a short film or whatever where you kind of know the whole story from beginning to end? Right. Um... Honestly, it was it was more about like commit commitment because with this one it was so small and such a small window, but very specific. So it didn't require overthinking, which was kind of nice. Um, whereas in a movie, you have a lot of time to build relationships, you know, all that stuff. I didn't know if my scene would get cut. Like that's always nerve wracking. Mm. You're like, I got one shot not to screw this up, and if I'm terrible, they're gonna cut me out of it. You know, that kind of thing. Um, but I, I had said this in an interview before. The audition for this, I didn't know what it was. Uh, and I literally got called in and interviewed by a casting director locally about what it's like to raise kids. And that's it. That's, that's all it. I did. That's it. Interesting. I just talked about raising kids. She asked me some hard questions that got me a little bit emotional. Um, but that's it. So it's kind of nice because it's like, all right. Well, whatever he saw in, in me 
is what he wanted for this character. So I don't have to second guess that. I don't have to try to be anything else. I can just go there with what I did in the audition and, and hope that it's enough. So, um, but I didn't know what episode I was in. I had no clue. I, there was no, I literally got three pages, not numbered, and I had no idea where it fell in the world. So that was crazy. You know, watching and not knowing if I was gonna show up, no, not a clue. Did you find that once you actually got to the set and you, you were filming, did you feel like a lot of what you presented in that audition was more or less exactly what they had, were asking for? Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely. Uh, just, I think that he just wanted someone that was a mom that you could relate with. And that is, I mean, so I play a lot of moms generally um, in my work. Uh, and I think it's nice because I have something to draw on that's just naturally there that I don't have to think about. Um, and so it was mainly just letting myself go live out a nightmare, like the worst nightmare you can imagine. That was what was tough. Um, I was exhausted afterwards, but it also meant that I didn't get in my head at all. I didn't even think about or process any of it till days later when I was at home and I was like, Oh my God, what did I just do? Like, who are the people I just worked with? How this do you come insane. down from that? From that, accessing that part of yourself, knowing that you were chosen right. because you are a mother and you were able to associate so simply, so naturally to that reaction. How do you come right. back from that? Um, I mean, at that point, I was so tapped out from crying so much. And it was funny because they, they held me still um, and we went to lunch and I was covered in, in blood everywhere. I was a mess. And I went to lunch in a tent with, and I didn't know anybody. I mean, a lot of these people are from out of town. I, a lot of our local crew, some people worked on it, but I didn't see them. And so I sat at a table by myself. Nobody wanted to sit next to me and except the guy that played Richard Horn. Um, uh, Eamon, he came over and sat next to me and we chatted the whole lunch and it was amazing. He's a lovely, lovely human being. Um, he always plays bad guys. He was in The Witcher. I just saw him in The Witcher on Netflix. Um, and that kind of helped me come out of that zone I was in. And then after lunch, uh, I wrapped, they wrapped me. Um, and then they, you know, makeup cleaned me up and they took me by golf cart back to set so that I could say goodbye to, to David. And um, I was shooting Z Nation at the same time. So, so all, I literally went from Spokane to Seattle to shoot a, a different pilot called Strollers with Zoe. The next day was Twin Peaks, the next day was Twin Peaks, and the next day after that was back to Z Nation. So I didn't have any time to get stuck no in time that to process. character. Right. No, I really didn't. So by the time I, I was able to process how insane that week was, um, I mean, it was, it was, I was okay emotionally at that point. Um, it's probably the healthiest way to deal with things. Just bury them deep inside and bury them deep, throw a different character on top of it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I went and hugged my kids. I was like, oh my God. You know, my daughter at the time was like 11 and I, I just was like, or 10. And I was like, you're holding my hand all the time now. I'm never letting go of it. <laughs> we have a lot of people joining us today and who will most likely be joining us tonight for our watch along. If you Yay! had to describe Twin Peaks to someone who's never seen it before, how would you do so? Oh my God. Uh, 
it's, I mean, it's, you know, you've got your detective story, which is kind of where it starts. You've got, if you're starting at the beginning, you've got a death and you've got a detective story, but then it, it sort of is like, for me, it's like he reached into my subconscious when I'm dreaming and literally pulled out fragments of it and put it into a show. It's so surreal, yet familiar. It's so hard to explain. So I think if, you know, if you're going to tell someone to prepare them for that, that a lot of it's open to interpretation. It's open to the way you feel and process it. If you're looking for something that's going to have a hard answer, I don't think this is going to be. There are no hard answers. No, no. Which is okay for some reason with, with his work. It's all about the, the visceral experience and the emotional experience. Like when I think back on it, I don't take away plot lines. I take away feelings I had from moments in the show, if that makes sense. Same. It's a journey. Yeah. Yes. It's a journey into ourselves, Adam. This is going to break me in every way, shape, and form. Oh, no. The show or today? Both. He means today. Yes, you haven't seen any of it? I've seen one episode. It was episode eight on 4K. <laughs> and it was oh. amazing. Adam mm-hmm. appreciates beautiful things. <laughs> it's definitely. That's Pixel the density. Thing, that's the nicest thing he's ever said to me. Or about me. <laughs> I don't know how he'll feel about the movie, he'll most likely dislike it. You have not seen Fire Walk with me. I haven't. It's on my list. It's, it's again, part of the what I'm planning to do for the next month. I really want to see it. If you're free tonight at 6 p.m., hop in our chat. <gasps> we'll be watching it. Okay. Obviously, it will not be on screen. You'll have to watch along from home. Cameron okay. Rice will be joining us, zooming in. Is it Ooh, called okay. Zooming now? I believe so. He'll be zooming in and joining us for fire walk with me and then afterwards I'll be watching the pilot episode with everyone. It seemed wrong that we would not follow through with the pilot given that's the actual anniversary today. Mm. Which means I will also be sticking around. Only if you want to. Oh my gosh. We'll say Adam only if you're compelled to. Only if I survive (laughs) today. You'll survive. You'll be a changed human. We'll get through it together. As we always do. (laughs) But on top of that, Lisa, we do watch-alongs here every night during this pandemic. People can tip towards the movie they'd like to see. Today's <gasps> picks were picked by none other than Malika. Yes. And she picked some interesting ones. Yes. Only one of which I have seen. The other two I've never even heard of. Same. <laughs> one of which is called Metropolis on the Criterion Collection. Which I did Most not know of you streaming there. probably heard of it. Yeah classic movie the second one has me a little bit concerned divorce Italian style (coughs) one of her picks what's for lunch some damn fine cherry pie I guess we're okay then you'll be okay but divorce Italian style is a 50s era black and white comedy she said it was great very funny she likes those Italians she does and then the final one is the lure A mermaid horror musical. (laughs) Yes! Sounds right up your alley. We watched the trailer. It was something. (laughs) I've seen the trailer too. It looks so wild. (laughs) It was a movie. It is a movie with (laughs) half-naked women biting men. Yep. 
A nightclub. Mermaids. Sharp teeth. Musical. There's a nightclub? It's based in a nightclub. That sounds real fucking crazy. <laughs> you can see the trailers for the movies you can choose right now on oneshot.straylogic.com. We did not hit our goal yesterday, so I'm hoping we hit it and plus some today. Thank yes. you, Lisa, for joining us. It's very much appreciated that you were able to share your insights in the process of being a part of such a treasured franchise. Of course. Thanks for having me. Where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Twitch. I stream. Um, my handle is it's a smalls world. Smalls is with an S. Um, I stream primarily horror survival games and uh, pepper in some Animal Crossing to balance it out. Um, and you can find me on Twitter at Lisa Coronado. You should do so. <laughs> Not you, of course. The others on the other side of the wall. Yes, come join me. Thank you so much, Lisa, and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you. Thanks, you guys. I hope you do, too. Take care. I'm going to drive Adam crazy. <laughs> it's going to be the Bye. first time. So, Adam, what else do we have to talk about today? This very soothing music. You know... I slept at my desk last night again. Did and, you? And when I woke up, I felt like my neck was inside out. So this is a nice little exercise to loosen me up. Do you need to be loosened up, Adam? Mm. Are you offering or are you asking? Both. Now you pick up the cards and I'm very uncomfortable. I'm very terrified. I don't know what's about to happen. I'm about to go and plunge into something. I'm almost certain this is my end what are we talking about today adam it's an excellent question i'm sure you've all heard of the the wonderful world of disney it's disney. a theme park never heard of it there's four Enlighten of them me. maybe there's five of them at this point who knows who's keeping track <sighs> there it is there's my l there it is well well and there it is <clears throat> when the parks reopen, whenever that happens, whenever this hell ends, Bob Iger, who's a member of their board, has said that they will potentially monitor people's temperatures to make sure that they are healthy enough to go into the park. He says, quote, one of the things that we're discussing already is that in order to return to some semblance of normal, people will have to feel comfortable that they're safe. Some of that could come in the form ultimately of a vaccine, but in the absence of that, it could come from basically more scrutiny, more restrictions. Just as we now do back checks for everybody that goes into our parks, it could be that at some point we add a component of that that takes people's temperatures. So if you're too hot for Disney, you're not going in to the park. So they're technically taking stronger precautions than that of our own government at airports. Isn't that a crazy thought? what money will do for you. I would love to know how many people are going to feel comfortable going back into the park when the parks actually do reopen because I think a lot of people right now are maybe a little bit concerned that uh, the parks won't be that safe. And I am in agreement. I have plans to go to the park in August. Will I? That remains to be seen. But sometimes I'll I will do... not be going to the park. Mm. 
That is very true. Zach has actually never been to the park except for, I think, one or two times. I can't confirm nor deny. Maybe the driver can. Twice. And that was more than enough for him. But I would love to know the opinions of the chat room. If you live near and or were planning on going to a park, will you or won't you? Will you be willing to succumb to the extra security measures of the park? Or will you just stay away? I believe that is the question. I will not be going to the park. Great. Great. Something tells me I should have picked out 15 articles because we're going to go through these real quick. Do you want me to say more things? Do you have more opinions? I can. Great. If you don't have any more opinions about the park, we can move on to the uh, hotly anticipated, somewhat controversial, brand new DualSense controller for the PlayStation 5. Because that's why you're here. Why is it controversial? Because now everybody says it's just an Xbox controller. I personally think it looks really nice. I think it looks nice too. I'm very excited about the new console. Though I will say, my only grievance is that I don't think it will participates in the 3D Blu-ray game, which for me is very sad. Are you now talking about the console and not the controller? Yes, I've jumped very quickly from one to the other. In regards to the controller, I find it quite pleasing. I think it gives us great insight into what most likely the colors of the new device will be, overall. Clean. Very clean. I still prefer the Xbox layout. I don't like my twin sticks being so close together. Something about my thumbs potentially touching. Or lack thereof, in my case. Bothers me. But I do think that the, the shape, it feels, it's very nice and smooth. It's got this very uh, futuristic look and feel to it. Uh, I am very excited about the color scheme as well. I have already seen mock-ups that people have, I'm assuming people made these, of the controller in different colors. Red, blue, purple. I think I even saw a pink and a yellow one. Uh, I do think it looks pretty, pretty good. Uh, I do also have some grievances with those joysticks. I have never been a fan of them ever since they came out for the first PlayStation. I've always preferred just the regular non-joystick control version of the controller, but I know that those joysticks have now been incorporated and implemented into every game. So I think at this point, I don't even think it exists to have a version of this controller that doesn't have the dual joysticks, but you probably would know better than I would. No. Great. And it'll be use, using USB Type-C for charging, which, thank God. I think that's a good move. Nobody wants to be putting AA batteries into the back of their controllers. Nope. Who does that? Hmm, I wonder. I think USB-C is a proper and nice upgrade. I agree. Do we have more topics? I also never use the touchpad in the middle, and I don't know what it's for, and I don't know how games use it, because I'm very amateur. It depends on the game. Different uses, depending. If Zach could, he would wire the studio with that controller. I'd be fine with that. It has good motion control, touch-sensitive sensors. It is very nice. Just I just don't like my thumbs. To touch. 
potentially touching. If you'd like, we could cut one off. You can join that gang. I'm missing enough as is. The controller will presumably be announced close to the PlayStation 5's official launch, but for reference, it will cost $59.99 when it first debuts. Standard. Standard. Expected. Expected. Did anyone expect otherwise? Adam is not a gamer. You're correct. I use my PlayStation primarily for Blu-rays. In this case, I will be using it for 4K Blu-rays. Finally. If... Finally, first of all. Second of all, if there are any games that I will enjoy, it will be very selective titles. Those in the superhero genre and or those in the PlayStation 1 era that have now been remastered. So yes, I will be playing Crash Bandicoot. At that point, a 22-year-old game on a 2020 console. And your judgment means nothing to me. Adam is not a gamer. Correct. I don't put that in my title because it would be a false statement. Also something that Disney has been sharing that I guess I should have tagged on to the other part of the article. They are now sharing their famous recipes. So instead of this poor bastard having to go out to five stores to try to find the perfect ingredients for a Dole Whip, he could have used this lovely recipe. Does this recipe just include Dole Whip mix that you can buy off of mini? Is that what website? you bought? No. I, oh. We were in the middle of a shutdown. Uh, vanilla ice cream, pineapple, and pineapple juice. And a blender. That's about it. I feel like that's a lie. Does anyone work? At Disney and can confirm that that's how they make it I feel like given the machines that are present it's most likely a mix that they just dump into the top of the machine I wouldn't be surprised by that one bit it's a pre-made Disney mix of some kind I'm sure because they can fucking afford it um, but I think uh, I think it's fun you know I've talked about a lot how I think a lot of people should be embracing cooking while we're while we're stuck indoors during this this quarantine I think it's something that everyone should, you should. learn you should. Do. Especially you, Hector Navarro. I'm looking at you, Buster. Speaking of cooking, coming up next, here on Hyper RPG, to continue celebrating 30 years of Twin Peaks, Malika will be making very special pie. But we are in the middle of a pandemic. She'll be using whatever we have. It will not be cherry pie. But I'm sure it will be good nonetheless. That's up next. But then after that, we're going to be playing a choose-your-own-adventure story game. War with the Evil Power Master. Though it is not Twin Peaks-inspired, I thought what better way to celebrate than to tell a story together. Very nice. Uh, another recipe that they currently have on there is churro bites, which you also ended up going out and getting, or having them delivered, I don't remember. I had them delivered. I will say, they were good. We've not been leaving. They were good. I did enjoy them quite a bit. It's been a while since we asked this. How are you doing? It's an excellent question. It's Wednesday. Week four of Camp Social Distance here at Hyper RPG. 
If you can't tell, I've lost my fucking mind. <laughs> but how are you? It's an excellent question. I would also like to point out that if you go to hyperrpg.live, you can get our limited edition camp social distance t-shirt. Like I said. Only 100 for sale. And I believe we have less than 50 left. When they're gone, they're gone. Forever and ever and ever. So I hope you get one or consider getting one. It supports us. And uh, I think uh, we all need to be flying, the, flying our colors. We should probably get some. We did. They've been on the way for five days. They're on the way. Here's a question for you. Do we think virtual comic conventions will become the new hip thing? Because of NDAs we're currently under, I cannot speak on this topic. I probably should have told you that had I known the topics that we were discussing. Take that as you will. Okay, well, I'm glad, uh, I'm glad we got that out of the way. Well, there are some virtual comic conventions that are set for this month. And it says, though the coronavirus pandemic has stopped multiple cons... First, second books has found a way around it with Comics Relief. So we will see whether or not certain conventions uh, will move towards the same route like certain film festivals have. Oh boy. Who are embracing the virtual world. I'm so dead. This is where my story ends. This is it. Uh, but I'm but I'm very curious to see if uh, if a lot of people are going to embrace the virtual con world because I think just like film festivals I think there's a huge audience online for conventions and I know we are sort of waiting to see what San Diego Comic Con says whether or not they're going to participate in the 2020 convention season uh, I I would hope that they would choose no but I wonder if there's an opportunity for some of these cons to move online just like Amazon partnered with South by Southwest. But if you have no opinions on the matter... I'm not legally allowed to have an opinion on the matter. Great. Take that as you will. Did you ever see the show Homecoming? With Julia Roberts on Amazon. I did not. It I was, thought about checking it out. Mm, I wanted to. I thought it was a very good show. It's was it based on the play? I have no clue. There's a famous play mm. of the same name. About a soldier coming home. No. Then no. Well... Now I'm trying to remember the premise. What is the play about? Soldier comes home and what? It's more of a reflection because it's a play. It kind of dives into the family relationship mm, no, of someone who's different. brought back into their home after serving time overseas. This show revolves around, an, my memory might be a little foggy, but it's with Julia Roberts, and she works at a pharmaceutical company who I believe is creating a drug that potentially alters and manipulates people's memories. It was a very good show. It's from the creator of... Kupo Knight in the chat says it's based on a podcast from Gimlet Media. Oh, I did not know that at all. Wow. Well, that's pretty damn cool. And then someone's surprised that I know of a play. I'm an artist, you motherfucker. Not on Cultured Swine. Exactly. Anyway, the first season of the show I thought was very, very good. It was a tight eight episodes. They were 30 minutes apiece. And it was refreshing to actually see Julia Roberts in something that's not a movie. Uh, it was really interesting to see the growth of her character. And because it is Sam Ismail, there's a, the, the cinematography in the show is very, very good. And there is a mo they use 
the use of aspect ratio to help sort of play and dictate time that I thought was really interesting. And when those two things converge at the end, uh, they do some really interesting visual stuff. But the new season is coming out. Unfortunately, Julia Roberts is not a part of it. Interesting. I don't remember exactly the reasoning why she's not coming back for the second season, but they got Janelle Monet. Even and Janelle Monet is awesome. So I have Upgrade. no complaints None about this whatsoever. Uh, the show is set to release on May 22nd. Uh, wow, already a year and a half after the first season, which I did binge watch in about mm, eight hours. I need to watch it. I... I would really love to hear your opinions about it. Mr. Robot, though I have not watched the final season. Mr. Robot's a show that I have to be in the right mood for, mm -hmm. much like Twin Peaks. I have to be ready to dive down that hole. I did enjoy as an experience. I did enjoy what I saw of the season 1 of Mr. Robot. Season 2 and the later seasons I was a little iffy on and I kind of got pulled out of it, but I've heard good things about the final season. Same. It says Janelle Monet headlines season two as a character adrift on a rowboat in a lake with no memory of who she is or how she got there. She's destined to cross paths with a few homecoming familiars, however, including returning stars Stephen James and Hong Chow as Walter Cruz and, Aud and Audrey Temple, respectively. So I think it's great that we're going to be connecting this to season one. I think otherwise, yes, you could make an anthology series that's set in, in its own world, but I do like the fact that we're going to be addressing some of the characters that we've previously seen, and I did think that it was a strong first season, so... We'll see how that plays out. It comes out on May 22nd. So maybe we'll do a watch along of the pilot because we'll probably be still be in this hell. I hope not. But situation likely. When did I become l more op less optimistic than you? I need out of this hell, Adam. I'm losing my mind. Mm. I need to make art again. Yes. As he slowly bobs his head back and forth and internally dies just a little bit more every day. I think we're going to start seeing this happening a lot more as well. Amazon Prime Video has taken over the distribution rights of My Spy, the new Dave Batista movie from STX Films. Now, to be completely honest with you, I don't have much interest in watching this movie. Neither do I. It looks like a very silly comedy. It's a movie kind of geared towards families, correct? I would say so. I think the that's a very fair assessment. around Los Angeles would make me think so. That movie had been being promoted for a long time. Was this set to have a theatrical lease in the last couple weeks? Or is it still up and coming? Because I've been seeing those billboards for, for a long ever. time. It was supposed to come, come out in January 2020. Then it was pushed to March. But now, due to the coronavirus pandemic, it's been pushed again to April 17th. Uh, it did release on January 9th in certain territories, Australia being one, and then on Great Britain on March 13th. It says that the movie will launch exclusively on Amazon Prime Video in the U.S. and other key international territories, but it doesn't say when. It was actually originally supposed to come out July of last year. Jesus. This movie has been pushed as much as many times as New Mutants. Interesting. But I'm more interested in New Mutants than this. I'm still salty that Disney didn't give us a new date for that movie, but they gave Indiana Jones 5 one. Considering nobody's really heard of this movie, I doubt it's one that people were very sad. It keeps getting pushed. Very true. Playing video games will turn humans into grotesque, deformed figures. I resemble that comment. I really wish 
you know, you know, I'm going to see if this works. It won't, because I did not wire up the hotkey to switch to it. Oh, okay. Well... So, you can try, but no one could actually show what you link up. <sighs> I feel like this image itself speaks volumes. Just think about me from a profile. Look, you can also just switch to me. Yeah, because that glare makes it totally visible. Ah, well, we tried. And that's not you, that's me. Here, try this one. Tilt your screen down. <laughs> nope. Nothing. Nothing. That's what OLED gets you, folks. You try. Too much crispiness. Anyway, the image is scary and uh, terrifying and I think it's gonna I think it perfectly resembles Zach now and me in about eh, you know three weeks after this pandemic is over indeed but it's hard to keep up with your posture it is in these times what should we be doing to prevent this that I think is the question that is more important than the actual graphic itself could I actually say that it's actually been quite the opposite for me mm. My neck problems were much worse before all this went down because I spent a lot more time on the computer and my normal week to week being forced to be here at this table mm -hmm. playing games, watching movies. It's actually helped a lot. It's only when I sit at the computer for extended periods of time do I start to have the spasms in the back of my neck. This is better. I also do love that this article says, The graphics should be taken with a grain of salt, considering who organized and published this study. Online Casino is, hold your surprise, a digital gambling website for serious players. Interestingly, it's almost impossible to find this study by clicking through the website itself, but a direct link to the study pulls, pulls up a glossy, aesthetically appealing layout displaying all of the facts. And then it just gives you a very nice breakdown of everything that it talks about, which includes an indent in your skull, bald patches, dark circles under your eyes, bloodshot eyes, hairy ears, hunched back, which we're about 75% of the way there. We're close. Did you just share the link in the chat? I, I did. Do that. Okay. I did. That's what you did. Rounded shoulders, eczema, pale skin. Oh, Zach's favorite thing, PlayStation thumb, swollen ankles, and a bunch of other terrible, terrible things. So I think the moral of the story is get up, get up, walk Move around. around. Shake your legs. Put your right leg in. Put your right leg out. Put your left leg in. Shake it all around. Do the hokey pokey. Turn yourself around. And that's what it's all about. That's about the most movement I've ever seen from this man in the last 45 minutes. You did see me fall off of an apple box yesterday. I did. Was it entertaining? Not in the slightest bit. Was it terrifying? In every single way, shape, and form you would, you would hope and imagine. This is where we are. <laughs> this is our hell. But I would love to know from the audience, what other things have you found in the dark crevices of the internet? You know, I will say, it did... Don't... That is not a question you ask. It did make me feel really good to see all the stuff from Avengers Endgame trending. I think we all need a little bit of a feel-good pick-me-up. But I know that's not the... That's not the Twitter game you play. It's not. I primarily follow journalists and spend most of my time on Twitter looking at political reporters and staying updated. 
I don't know why, though, because it makes me very angry. Mm. Just hearing news, facts, is something that will drive you quite mad right now. I'm also very sad we couldn't join this Twin Peaks watch party. Correct. That would have been fun. That would have been fun. We're but, having our own. But that we'll be doesn't introducing a whole new group of people. That doesn't fall in line with our schedule. No, it does not. So, take that. And that was just a Twitter watch along, correct? Which I don't enjoy. I like watching the stuff with everybody. I think that's been my biggest takeaway from everything that we've done so far is tweeting along to a movie is definitely not as engaging as actually sitting with an audience and seeing a lot of your reactions. Uh, I think uh, it's it's a really great thing that we get to do that every single day with everybody here. And the fact that we've introduced so many people to so many movies is equally great. It's quite wonderful. I'm excited to see how many of you despise the movie we watched tonight. You will definitely be confused. I would love to hear from you what it is about the movie that you think people will or won't enjoy and if it has anything to do with not having potentially the greater context of what the show is. That's not it. Okay. It's not a good movie. Ah. Okay. I find it enjoyable, especially after multiple viewings. It's an experience. Some of those that really love the show dislike the movie because it tells them things they didn't want to have answers to. A deeper, deeper dive into Laura Palmer. This show gives you Something to root for. Something to hopefully discover. A mystery that you want to solve. But after Fire Walk With Me, you often ask yourself, why would I want to know the answer now? I find the entire season of The Return a stronger dip back into Twin Peaks than the movie. But the movie has its charm. It has its place. I think some will find its cringy dialogue hard to swallow. We'll talk about it more tonight, but it is definitely a journey. I'd also like to let everybody know, probably the most important thing that we'll talk about today, Parasite is now streaming on Hulu. That is correct. I want to watch it again. I'll most likely do so this weekend. Maybe I'll do a watch along with the chat and Discord. It's a very good movie. Hmm. I feel like... I don't want to break our Criterion Channel streak that we have going on for next week. I don't either. But, but we know it's coming to Criterion. We do. In June, I believe. So we could cheat. That's also very true. It is technically a Criterion collector's piece now. Even though it doesn't come out on, on there until... Actually, let me see here. Parasite, when are you coming to the Criterion Collection? It doesn't say. Well, that doesn't do me any good. So tonight we'll be watching Twin Peaks Fire Walk With Me, and then immediately after we'll be watching the pilot episode. We're doing it backwards. That's fine. You'll understand why when we get there. Is it worth asking where in the context of Twin Peaks the movie takes place, or is it kind of irrelevant? Prequel. Oh, so it's before. Indeed. Oh, wow. And that's why we're watching it first. That makey sensey. That completely makes sense to me now. Uh, I also did read that Broadway will remain closed until at least June 7th. Now, as someone who is not... I don't participate in any sort of way with what Broadway does because, you know, we live in Los Angeles. But I think uh, this is a really hugely telling for what we can kind of expect from the industry. And we've heard 
We've also been hearing things that movie theater chain AMC may not also recover from things that are happening right now. So I am interested to see how all the stuff shakes out and whether or not... Oh, that's my bad. What? I just updated the overlay. Oh. I was a little late. Auto push keeps turning itself off for some reason. I'm sorry, Adam. I made a mistake. There it is. I know you've talked about a lot how you thought AMC is actually going to make it out of this, but what do you think about the arts in terms of Broadway and in terms of movie theaters? Do you think they will all recover at a certain point, or do you think some of them are just doomed? I think a lot of them are doomed. Small galleries, small music venues. Though the government says that they are doing a lot to help small businesses, it's not that easy. It's just not. For instance, we've been trying to get one of the small business grants. And so far, we've had no luck. Our regular bank said that they were out of their allotted amount within the first day. Jesus. So we've been trying. But many other banks say you can't just start a new account here and then have access to the grant. And if we're finding this difficult, many other small businesses are as well. And I wonder in these times how many of these grants are being gifted to those that don't need as much help. The truly, truly small businesses. I don't think many will recover, especially in cities like New York mm. or Los Angeles, where the cost of rent is quite high. And though people are saying you should band together and not pay your rent, because if your landlords are covered, then you should be too. But it's not that simple. It's not that easy. We're still paying rent. I probably should pay my rent. It's tough. And I think a lot of people won't find a way through. Yeah, I think that's probably the saddest thing for people like us to hear who love going to the movies is the fact that a major theater chain, someone who we are subscribed to on a monthly basis, who have paused uh, our, our monthly subscription passes, you know, could cease to exist when we come out of this. I think uh, that'll be tough. That'll be a tough pill to swallow. And if a theater chain that's as big as AMC is going to suffer, who knows what that could mean for some of the other smaller chains, even here in Los Angeles. I mean, Los Angeles does have smaller movie theater chains. And for the mom and pop businesses, that might be... 100%, 200% detrimental to them. I imagine comedy clubs, music venues, art galleries, <clears throat> small uh, theatrical venues will most likely be hit first. Mm -hmm. And then it'll trickle its way up to Indeed. the bigger the bigger organizations, which I don't know. I it, it worries me a lot. You know, as much as I have loved being able to be at home and watch stuff and the fact that a lot of studios have given us early access to their movies that were supposed to originally have theatrical runs, I do want to experience some of the stuff in the theater first. When Black Widow comes out in now November, will we have enough theaters? I mean, there will be, there will be theaters, but I don't know. It's gonna be really interesting to see how this all plays out. It's going to be a tough year for everyone. It will be. Including you, and we recognize that. So thank you for being here, for watching, for participating. And for those of you that do support it means the world to us. Because we know times are hard for you, too. It gives me great joy to go to bed every night knowing that someone cares enough 
to, in these trying times, support us as well. I don't ever want to take that for granted, so thank you. Goddamn. That's a beautiful way to cap it off, in my opinion. But, you know, I would love to know from the audience. I know we have an audience that a lot of you are moviegoers. A lot of you just prefer to watch things at home, digitally, from the comfort of your home, which is also very valid. When the movie theaters do open back up, you know, we've talked about this previously, are you going to be enthusiastic about running out there? Or, just like the rest of us, are you going to have reservations about going to the theater? I will have reservations. A lot of this depends on whether or not, I, I don't know, maybe I should bring this up. I will be getting a test for COVID-19 on Saturday. I have a slot. Los Angeles recently opened up everyone who might be feeling any symptoms at all to get a test. I've had shortness of breath and some other symptoms for a while now. I'd love to know if I actually have it and I'm just experiencing low symptoms. Because that will help me know whether or not I've gotten through it. And then at what point it will be safer for me to participate in the outside world get more work done. Most research currently says that it would be very hard to contract the virus again. Very, very slim chance as your body has built up some sort of protection against it. So luckily, Los Angeles has recently, as of, I believe, Monday, started allowing anyone to get tested if they've had even the slightest of symptoms. If you're in the Los Angeles area, I suggest you do so, because I still believe greatly that the best way forward is for everyone to get tested so we know who and when and how we can all start getting back out into the world. And if you're getting tested, it makes sense for us to also get tested. I mean... Better safe than sorry. <laughs> any of us getting tested kind of lets us know where we are. Yeah. I breathe on you. Among other things. Correct. Uh, this is good news. Best to know for sure. Well, I think, I think that's uh, that's all. That's everything that we're looking for right now is just better news every single day, and uh, I think it's really important that anyone who is feeling symptomatic or is feeling anything, you know, don't feel like how lip what there is no little symptom uh, that you should that doesn't validate anyone getting tested. If you're feeling ill in any way, shape, or form. I think you it's should. super important that you should get tested. Eventually, we need to live in a world where anyone can. Yes. Because it's important for us to know who's asymptomatic. Yes. Because if they have it, and they feel nothing, they need to know to stay the fuck inside. Stay away from your relatives. Mm -hmm. Work through it. I hope we get there soon. I hope so, too. I hope so, too. So. I'm all out of topics. That's great news. Thank you for joining us today. We'll be celebrating Twin Peaks all day. Not just here, not just now. All day long. Things might get weird. Is that okay with you? It's rhetorical. I don't care. It's going to get weird. <laughs>